The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold right here with the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv slash gold. Folks, 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 thank you so much. I hate to keep having to do this at the beginning of the show, but I always like to before I forget. Um, the show is growing, folks. Uh, yesterday was our biggest day ever for people tuning in and listening. Uh, and let me just say, for my own personal reasons, obviously wanting to reach as many people as possible with this information, and then also position, uh, positioning this show uh, in a place where this is all I have to do. I want to spend all of my time, other than being a husband and a father to my coming child, I want to be doing this all the time. I want to be able to read books, do research, listen to podcasts, and analyze the technocratic transhumanist state all of my time. This is what I love doing. This is what I wanted to do for quite a while. So we have to grow the show a little bit more before we get to that point, folks, because at the end of the day, I'm 41 years old and I do have to put food on the table. So please keep sharing this information if you find you're getting value out of it. Obviously, if you're tuning in, if the show is growing, then people are getting value out of it. I don't think people listen to this just for the entertainment value, although I could sit around with other friends of mine and do a comment entertaining type podcast which i want to do and i'm working on the concept we're almost done with the studio to do a more entertaining morning show but it's also going to focus on technocracy it's just hopefully going to grow into something that younger folks will want to listen to and we're going to focus on the dangers of the technology coming our way i might even call the show stranger danger or something like that make it like a sesame street uh we'll have little puppets of bill gates hello everyone this is bill gates here reporting live for the end of humanity you know stuff like that folks so we're working on that but thank you to everyone who's been sharing this tuning in uh listening There's a lot of loyal folks out there, and I do appreciate that. If you have not left a five-star review and a comment over at Apple Podcasts, please do so. As of right now, and this appears to be an industry norm, about 65% of folks are listening on Apple Podcasts. So that really helps us. A lot of you have done it. If you had it, please, please just take a moment of your time to do so. And then to everyone who has joined pain.tv slash gold, that is where we host the ad-free video version of this podcast. 
And uh, when I have a little more time, we're going to start doing more premium content over there as well. Don't worry. I've mentioned it over the last month, but we are working out some of the technological glitches over there so that I can do uh, premium content on pain.tv slash gold. So if you join there, you get access to the ad-free video version of this show, the Dustin Gold Standard, as well as Mike Moore's show, The Mothership, Thomas Payne podcast and then you get access to a facebook like app a community of like-minded folks obviously it's not an echo chamber people definitely argue over there but they share information back and forth and everyone has different interests to some it's the scams and the schemes to some it's politics to some it's technocratic transhumanism to some it's freeing themselves from the matrix as much as possible so they're focused on gardening they're focused on canning they're focused on on indoor growing they're focused on basically figuring out how to become more self-sustaining so it's a great community and i want to thank all of you over there who have been sending me information both in private messages and tagging me in posts don't worry folks in my notebooks over here and i'm just going to put it up on the screen this is just one little notebook here full of information uh for my shows i've got another big pad in front of me and so as you send me stuff i mark it down i add it to my notes on my phone i've got over 1000 bookmarks of stuff that i'm researching and reading about late into the night sometimes i'm up until three o'clock in the morning just following what maria albanese co-host of thomas Paine podcast on friday sends me she sends me 10 links a day uh stuff that relates to the show stuff she knows i'm going to work on pieces uh, of puzzles with her and i have been trying to put together for the last several years and so you guys have sent me tons of stuff and don't worry it's going to work its way into the show when it fits okay because there's so much stuff you're sending to me uh even over at the telegram channel and all the links to um these things are located in the description of each podcast episode now all right so if you're looking to ask a question you can do that over at the wisdom app you can do that anonymous anonymously without having to join the link is there you can send me information on telegram you can send me information via my email gold at pain.tv you can get a hold of me through the direct messages at pain.tv slash gold you can hit me up on the two different twitter accounts you can even find me on facebook at uh dustin gold or dustin gold show which we haven't used yet but we're going to soon and so So you can get a hold of me any way you want, folks. Now, let me just tell you, Maria's been sending me a lot of information on what they're doing over in Dubai uh, with this new technocracy that they are building. And so I did a quick search on that last night and was able to quickly connect what they're doing in Dubai to the World Economic Forum. I am on top of that stuff. We'll eventually do a show on that as we work our way back to the World Economic Forum and the industrial metaverse so i will bring in what they're doing they're basically building smart countries and as you know we've covered smart cities in depth here when we reviewed internet of things internet of bodies and internet of senses so we will get into that stuff the point being i had a conversation with maria on the phone today about this uh some of the information that wide awake over on twitter has been delivering us he's appeared on the thomas Paine podcast 
podcast, Hotwire before, wealth of knowledge, knows the markets, and he's seen that there may be some scams and schemes and grifts going on that the technocrats are pushing sort of climate change and the move to electric energy and solar panels and windmills. But at the same time, when you look at Exxon and Mobil, their projections for oil go all the way out to 2050, and there's a lot of projected revenue there. Uh, what I had said to Maria is, in my mind, it, it's not necessarily, and this is just my opinion, at this stage it's not a grift in that they are charging us money for this climate change narrative the fact is is that they take our money from us in the form of taxes and we pay that no matter what that's at gunpoint they will either seize your bank accounts and your property they will take your wealth away or they will send you to jail as we've covered in the interview with halsey english who broke it down and basically wrote a dissertation on all of the tools and the laws and the regulations and the technology that our government right here in the night in the united states can use against us to seize our property so i don't necessarily see it as a grift what i see is that they are using the concept of climate change because they have the young folks already on board with that to usher in the technocratic prison planet when you look at the world economic forum when you look at all of these spin-off organizations when you look at everything we've covered here uh, from artificial intelligence foundation to elon musk portfolio of companies to peter thiel's portfolio of companies to what bill gates is doing eric schmidt former head of google to what they're doing inside the government from darpa to nasa to the cia it's not a grift they are building this stuff folks now the politicians which are at the surface level which are put there for the purpose of continuing the clown world wwe wrestling uh they grift yeah obviously they get people to donate to them to their various organizations to candidates and such by people throwing money at them okay there are influencers out there that are grifting basically playing to people's emotions and then getting them to send donations or getting them to uh, buy products from them and such. So there's grifts going on within the system, but the system itself is moving forward. Look, the World Economic Forum is not running four, five, six-person panel discussions with the top CEOs and heads of state of the world uh, speaking to an audience of other powerful influential wealthy people either in the public sector or the private sector although there's no difference at this point but they're not doing that for uh, shits and giggles okay they are doing that because they are laying out the blueprint uh, for what lies ahead now there are some people who will tell you that the world economic forum is just the boogeyman we're supposed to look at they are just there as a punching bag while all this other stuff is going on my personal opinion okay my personal opinion is that the world economic forum is for real they are basically a chamber of commerce that's how i look at it so if any of you own a small business if you've ever been involved with local business you would either join the chamber of commerce and or 
the uh, like the Rotary Club, okay? And so you would go to these monthly meetings and network with all uh, other small business people, network with people in government, people in bureaucracy. Politicians would come there and glad hand and tell you, oh yeah, don't worry, we're going to get a small business grant for anyone who is uh, uh, opens a new baby store, whatever it may be, right? So I just look at the World Economic Forum as the international chamber of commerce and what they're doing is they are bringing together uh, all of the powerful and influential folks out there so they are interfacing mainly between what they would refer to as the public private partnership so bringing the government together with the so-called private sector private industry and then they are the connective tissue between the two but also within there is academia right all the universities and the colleges you have all of the trade unions you have the trade associations those are the collections the organizations of let's say all people in plumbing or all people in electrical work or all people in iron manufacturing and so they have a lot of those folks on board then they have all of the so-called private companies and the ceos they represent the telecom companies the biotech companies they have the investors the venture venture capitalists, the angel investors, the big bankers, all right? And then they have all the heads of state, and they have a lot of the bureaucrats that are inside these governments, plus elected officials, politicians. So they are the connective tissue. The stuff that comes out of World Economic Forum, either on their Twitter page, which you can go to, it's a wealth of information, or on their website, or on their YouTube account, that's all real to me. I don't see grifting. I mean, they're stealing and stuff, but at the end of the day, they are moving forward with building the technocratic prison planet. They are moving forward with transhumanist Frankenstein technologies. There is no doubting that in my mind. I mean, would you hear World Economic Forum talking about something, a particular topic, whatever it may be, industrial metaverse, and then you go and you do your research into what Verizon is doing, what Nokia is doing, what Apple is doing, what Google is doing. They're all building the technologies. That is all very real. You're seeing it rolled out. I mean, 5G is being rolled out across the world as they're getting ready to roll out 6G next. I mean, all of this stuff is real. Now, when you look at things from the perspective of us, just regular everyday people, you, I believe, will be tricked into saying, wait a second, all right, I wanted the new iPhone because whatever, I wanted a better camera to carry around in my pocket, and I like to take pictures of nature or bumblebees or my child or whatever it may be, and so you're forced to use 5G, but then like me right here in Frederick County, which is a very uh, densely popula- uh, populated area, I could go out and my 5G doesn't even work. Well, what I think is happening, folks, is that the technology that they are building and the technology that we are interfacing with are two different things. Okay, so I don't truly believe that 5G or that Elon Musk Starlink satellite program out of SpaceX is to truly deliver better internet to people, better connectivity to people who live in and around the ocean or up in the mountains or out in rural farmland. That's not what I believe this stuff is for. So we get tricked into believing 
that the technologies they're building aren't up to par. But I think these technologies they're building are not accessible by us, the regular people. Folks, think about that for a moment. When I get back, I'll explain it. And then we are going to get into the psychedelic programs going on in and around the government. We need to get through this. I need to show you MKUltra is alive and well. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. I am Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard, folks. All right, let me just make this point to you folks. What I am uh, trying to say here, okay, is that the technology in which you are interacting with is not the technology that they are building, okay? The technology they're building is for them to control the prison planet. The technology that we interface with is something at a lower level. And let me just explain it this way. A lot of you out there listen to Legal Man. If you haven't, you could follow him on Twitter at US Crime Review. His account is sort of in a private state right now because uh, he's had so many strikes against him and bans. He doesn't want to lose his account. <clears throat> Excuse me. But you can listen to his podcast the quash over at uh apple podcasts or other podcast platforms and legal man okay he's been a lawyer for i don't know 30 40 years and he's kind of discovered that the entire system is a total sham and everything the government says is a lie and he explains it through the lens of the legal system of which he worked in for 30 to 40 years but as he says a lot of people believe that the government is incompetent And the reason why they believe this is because of all the propaganda that's been thrown at us for many, many years. So if you're on the right and you grew out of listening to, you know, Mark Levin, Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh, uh, Dan Bongino, even Glenn Beck to a sense, a lot of these guys, Tucker Carlson, whatever it may be, you've been told for many, many years that the government is incompetent, but Legal Man makes the case that the government is highly competent. The government is in control of everything, right? You can't do anything here in the United States without the permission of the government. The government has a monopoly on violence. The government can send its enforcers to kill you. And so we believe that the government is incompetent because we interface with the levels of the government in which they allow us to interface with. So we are interfacing with the DMV. I'm talking about regular everyday people. You're interfacing with maybe your police department from here, you know, from time to time. And so we interface with the levels of government that they allow us to interface with. You try to get a form done online or you try to get something from the government or you have to deal with the IRS. It is all very incompetent because those are the levels of government at which we interface with. But when the government is acquiring 
power, when it's consolidating power, monopolizing power, the government is very competent. In fact, our government, in cooperation with other state governments, in cooperation with basically all of these international bodies, the one world government, right, the new world order, whatever you want to call it, is very competent. That's what we're always bitching and complaining about. We're trying to fight back against tyranny and this dystopian future, this prison planet matrix that's coming, this technocracy, the transhumanist regime that's in power now. That's all government. And so government is very competent. It's just we are interacting with the incompetent pieces of government they allow us to interact with and so it's the same i see with technology for the most part we are interacting with sort of the lesser version of technology but everything else they're building is very powerful folks the prison planet they're building is very powerful so i don't see what they're doing as a grift i see that they are basically stringing us along until they get to whatever point it is where they want to have their prison planet in place their metaverse ready um, their mind uploading i obviously believe folks they are seeking out some level of immortality for themselves and we've gone into that in depth in this show and i believe there is going to be some sort of either mass genocide or mass um, sort of slavery on those they allow to remain and those they're going to kill. I don't know exactly how it all works yet. I have an idea in my head that I'm constantly forming and sort of wargaming where they're going to go with this. Uh, but I would say that they are they are definitely doing this. This isn't all for show. Okay, we know the level of technologies they have. They roll out a sock that they convince people to put on their baby, and they're collecting all the vitals on your child. I mean, this stuff is very real, even boiled down to the simplest form, folks. All right, so that's all I'm saying. Now, I just want to put in here, obviously, because I talk about how my wife and I are constantly withdrawing from the system whenever uh, possible. And for each of you as individuals, you are going to have to make decisions in your personal life, right, to withdraw from the system when you see fit. Everyone is going to have a different answer. There is no one-size-fits-all solution to avoiding interaction with the government or living within their prison planet matrix okay everyone's solutions are going to be different we've talked about in the show you can write down your list of options on each of these decisions you have to make so you can actually make realistic decisions okay so for instance if they were going to implement mandatory nationwide covid vaccines or a mandatory covid passport you were going to have to make a decision on whether or not you were going to do that you were going to get a forged passport you were just going to say screw you i'm staying on the farm but each of us have different options based on how we've chosen to live our lives and what we expect to get um in the future you know if we're very materialistic and we we want to live within that system we're going to have to give up some freedom and some liberty to live within that system so my wife and i as i've explained several times basically withdrew for the most part from the rockefeller medical complex all right we are not dealing with a regular 
everyday doctor OBGYN for our home birth. Okay, because we are going the home birth route. And so we're dealing with a midwifery. We have a doula. We found one of the last pediatricians uh, in this state, probably, that does not force the child towards vaccines and everything else that's going on. But it took a lot of research. I haven't even gone into all this on the show because I'm waiting until after our child's born and then I'm probably going to have our doula on, our midwives, the doctor we're using, a lot of people that we've leaned on in the course of this pregnancy. But we've pretty much withdrawn from the system. And I've got you think I do a lot of research for this show. I've got hundreds of hours into research on vaccines, on using antibiotics in birth in case of you know certain bacteria. And so we get uh, information from a lot of different sources. And even though a lot of these people we're dealing with have withdrawn from this you know Rockefeller medical complex, they each have different opinions as well. And so then you have backup plans, right? If the home birth isn't going the direction we want, if the baby ends up breaching if uh, my wife ends up with a fever during birth what are we going to do if we have to move over to the hospital system because the midwives will only carry it so far during a home birth how are we going to do that how are we going to deal with the hospitals how far will our doula and our midwife go to being our advocates in the hospital system so we've had to look through this we had to develop an entire plan around this and so that's part of how we're withdrawing right now we're using a series of uh, homeopathic medicines, uh, you know, homeopathic vitamins and minerals via uh, versus like big pharma medicines for certain things. Uh, yesterday, we just ordered, even Marie Albanese sent me some information on a garlic pill she's using. We got access to that. So we're constantly, constantly working to live outside of the matrix. It is very difficult, folks. Wait till I get into uh, what happens if you're trying to avoid having your child tagged with a federal social security number. Uh, from the day that it's born very very difficult each of these battles you decide to take on are going to take multiple hours in your life if you choose to try to live outside of the matrix and so that's why i said you have to write down your options you have to look at the realities of the situation at the same time we're making decisions about how we want to raise our child how much technology do we want to introduce to our child how can we introduce the technology as a tool and not a way of life you know you can't really keep your child uh, completely away from technology unless you're going to go full amish because what happens when your child gets to the point where they have to utilize technology in the real world i'm not saying in school we're already uh decided on the fact that we're going to homeschool and do it through a co-op situation we'll eventually get into that on the show as well but how much are you going to introduce your child to what happens when they're 12 13 years old and they don't know anything about technology and they decide they don't want to live on a farm and they don't want to grow tomatoes or they don't want to be self-sustaining and you stunt their growth in teaching them about technology programming and ways to make money in the future so all this stuff you have to take into account if you're really serious about stepping outside the matrix or working around the matrix or trying to limit uh, your time with one foot in the matrix all this stuff has to be researched has to be thought through has to be war games in your 
personal life because you could spend all of your time trying to figure out how to live outside of the matrix. If it were up to me and I had planned my life differently over the last 20 years, I would have already owned uh, and, and I did not want to go this course uh, four or five years ago, so I wasn't even thinking this way. Uh, but I would have owned 10 or 15 acres out in West Virginia, somewhere in the middle of nowhere. doesn't really matter the state to me. It just needs to be away from people. I'd live in a tiny cabin like Ted Kaczynski, and uh, I would have very little contact with most humans. I mean, but now uh, I have a wife. I have a kid on the way. I can't do that kind of stuff, all right? And I wasn't able to do it in my position Uh, five years ago. But if your land is paid for, your home is paid for, you're pretty much self-sustaining, growing all the vegetables you need. You might be able to trade with people for meats. You need to make very little fiat money, very little of the monopoly money that everyone gets addicted to. But I could live pretty minimalist, okay? I could live without all the materialistic possessions. I've never been into the idea of keeping up with the Joneses, but that's me, you know, and not everyone is willing to go that direction. So if It makes it difficult to navigate the matrix and live one foot outside the matrix if you want the BMW that comes along with a payment, if you want nine flat screen TVs, you know, if you want uh, a giant RV that you can't buy in cash. I mean, all these things come with um, certain sacrifices you are going to have to make in order to live one foot inside that matrix and i think you'll find the more that you want the more materialistic things you want you're going to have to end up living with basically two feet inside of the matrix so i just want to point that out you know as we're trying to uh present you with all this information once in a while i do have to interject with my personal stories and things i think about uh, because i think what happens is we get really heavy with what's going on uh, with the technocrats and the transhumanists and then we forget sometimes to think about how we realistically can start to develop plans in our life to move ourselves away from that system but i'm doing it all the time i know many of you are in your own ways we're all at different points in our life we happen to have a kid on the way so that's our biggest concern right now some of you are retired you're trying to figure out how to live one foot outside the system how to move your money out of the system but do it in a way that you don't end up bankrupt or your money just gets blown away through inflation so if you've got a couple hundred thousand dollars you buried in the backyard and they uh, triple inflation over the next year and all of a sudden your two hundred thousand dollars is worth you know in buying power tomorrow. Now, what do you do? So we're all in different situations, but start writing this stuff down. Start thinking about what your priorities are. Think about where you want to live in the next five years. Think about what you want to uh, teach your kids, what you want to teach your grandkids, because as far as I'm concerned, I'm not going to look at this as some giant grift. I'm going to look at it is that government and these institutions and this technocratic transhumanist world government are... Um, very competent and they are moving forward with the plan so i try to look at what this is going to look like in five or ten years and then how i am going to work around it how much i'm willing to live inside of it how much of my personal freedom liberty and human autonomy am i willing to give up which battles am i willing to fight and now how i'm going to set up my child to live as free as possible in the future and be able to 
succeed within a world where either they are going to have to merge in with the matrix or on the far extreme they're going to have to basically be a vigilante and train them so that whatever they so choose they can survive within this coming world all right ladies and gentlemen think about that when we get back we jump into psychedelics ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.TV. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold right here with the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.TV slash gold. All right, folks, up on the screen, if you are watching the video podcast over at pain.tv slash gold, I'm not going to go read this because I've done it before, but I have the New York Times article called After Six Decade Hiatus Experimental Psychedelic Therapy Returns to the VA. If you have not heard this, I cover it in uh, episode 57. I also believe in episode 56, we started it. And so what I'm doing right now is I am showing you definitive proof that MKUltra, the CIA's LSD mind control program run by Dr. Sidney Gottlieb, who was trained by Nazi and Japanese torturers. Okay. Uh, if you want to know more about that, you can listen to the last few episodes. But I'm showing you that the program he was running, MK Ultra, which grew out of Operation Paperclip, which was when we brought over 1,500 Nazi scientists immediately following the end of World War II, never actually ended. And the reason why I'm going into depth on this is I want you to understand that our government is running with... Now, again, they're supposed to be incompetent, folks. They're very competent. They are running with this mind control program developed in cooperation with the nazis uh started actually supposedly in the nazi concentration camps we'll get into that more in the future and then it never actually ended it didn't end when Sidney gottlieb supposedly closed up mk ultra in 1964 and it did not end when Sidney gottlieb left as the head chemist of the cia roughly 1973 when cia director richard helms was thrown out by richard nixon when he was president it's still continuing and the reason why i want you to understand this is because everything that is developed inside the government eventually becomes part of the private sector and then is rolled out at the civilian level so all the smart technology that's developed inside of the government ends up working its way into your child's nursery as we showed here on the dust and gold standard and so as they're developing these mind control techniques which i think they've mastered at this point they're running adoption campaigns they're going to turn this into something spread far and wide so this goes from everything as far as using psychedelics 
to putting on virtual reality or augmented reality headsets to stepping inside of the cyber metaverse to putting brain machine interface AI chips into people's heads to mind uploading to mind downloading to mind manipulating to digital twins to mind twins and everything else that we've covered here. So you will say to yourself, this is isolated. Now it's just inside the Veterans Administration. We're just testing this stuff out on veterans. No, we're not testing anything. The testing was all done by Sidney Gottlieb back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s inside of the uh, government. And now they're rolling it out uh, through the Veterans Administration. But this stuff is going to become uh, highly accessible. Uh, to the general public and they're starting to now attach this to the idea of rolling out these techniques on people that identify as mentally ill which is the vast majority of this country at this point folks after the last two years they caused a lot of mental illness and they've also brainwashed people into believing that they are mentally ill They also caused it through psychological operations as well as through the mass use of vaccines, big pharmaceuticals, etc. Okay, I think we can all agree on that. So they're going to start rolling this out. So yesterday I finished up this article after six decade hiatus experimental psychedelic therapy returns to the VA. And so this gets in how they're using MDMA, which is known as ecstasy or psilocybin mushrooms and using it to manipulate the minds of war veterans who come back uh, from the theater of war with post-traumatic stress disorder which we've heard about forever so now they tug at the heartstrings they play to human emotion and how could you be against curing ptsd war veterans with psychedelic mushrooms and ecstasy well i'm against it because the cia developed these techniques in partnership with the nazis who were supposed to hate And they developed these things uh, many, many years ago, and now they're rolling them out. That's why I'm against it, folks. All right? So now you're going to look at this article, uh, fedtechmagazine.com. And I started to break this down yesterday. And so this introduces the idea of virtual reality headsets into curing PTSD. So I want to finish up this article for you it's important because it's going to connect into some other pieces we need to look at so you understand before you run out and buy a vr headset for your child or grandchild or if they're using one now you can make the right decision uh, and wean them off it. Look, if you want to go that route, that's on you. You be you. But I'm just telling you that this stuff is not your Super Mario Brothers Nintendo video game or Duck Hunt, okay? There is a purpose behind this stuff, and it all connects into mind control, mind warping, mind hacking. So my mentality is, why am I going to give these people more access to my mind? And the same goes for data as well. I'm very careful about how much data I'm willing to give up to get access to things that are cool and hip or have perceived uh, convenience. Again, I've said 
you're selling your personal liberty, freedom, and human autonomy for perceived convenience. That's how they're getting a lot of people into this today. Oh, look at this easy app for me to track my miles and track my business expenses. Well, all that data that you're putting into that app, they are getting access to that. And who knows nowadays, just in simple terms, if that's going over to the IRS and being used against you. You don't know that anymore. All right, so we ended this article. Uh, they were talking about the ability to use these VR goggles, and then the uh, doctor has them on, and if you suffer from uh, dementia, or as they say, LBGTQ veteran who's aging, I don't even know what that means, but they put it in the article. They talk about how the doctor can experience what you're experiencing through this headset now. So they are mind tapping into you. They basically say that, let's say your grandma has dementia. And so through that helmet, she sees the world in a different way than you do. Maybe she stutters. Maybe things don't come through so clearly in her vision. The doctor will be able to see that. Okay. So that is beyond virtual reality, folks. That is mind tapping. So they have to be utilizing something similar to the transcranial electronic stimulation helmet that Dr. Charles Morgan III talked about in front of the West Point Academy cadets and faculty in his 2018 lecture that we broke down for you here at the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, let me read you the next part of this. It says, how can virtual reality therapy treat PTSD and mental health issues? The immersive aspect of VR has led to improved care for veterans. For some struggling with PTSD, no other methods of treatment may have worked, Bailey says. Quote, it helps to rewire that memory, end quote, she says. So rewiring memories or replacing memories or wiping out memories, uh, that's all straight out of Sidney Gottlieb's MK Ultra program. That's all what that was about, was the ability to hack the mind, erase memories, put memories in place. And that ties all the way into the 2018 lecture by Dr. Charles Morgan III, who talks about that as well, and then goes right into the Cyborg Soldier Program, uh, of which comes out of the DARPA Brain Initiative. All this stuff ties together, folks. That's what I'm trying to do on the show, is show you how this all ties together. So when this hits the market, when you could buy this technology over the counter, you know, the transcranial electronic stimulation VR headset, or or picking up psychedelics at the government pot shop, there is a reason for this. They are trying to mind control everyone. They're already doing it through smartphones and smart TVs and computers and everything else. I think different people have different susceptibility to this stuff. But even myself, who's aware of it, I guarantee I've been brainwashed and mind hacked at certain points. I don't think we can all avoid it. We'd like to say we can. A lot of people would like to say, I'm super strong. I could pick up a car. But when it comes time to do it, you can't pick up a car. So we can't block all of this out at all times, but we can be aware of it. And the more aware of it we are, uh, just like being aware of schemes and scams that Mike Moore talks about on the Thomas Paine podcast, we can try to not fall victim to these things. All right. It says here. 
Currently, 15 VA medical centers have put the VR headsets to work for prolonged exposure therapy, incorporating software called BraveMind. Okay, now we got into this yesterday, and then we got into the fact that Verizon is working with the VA to build out a 5G superfast network uh, around and inside the medical centers so that they can have this low latency, high bandwidth uh, internet so that people inside the VA could be walking around with these wireless VR headsets on. Okay, it said here, this is from the uh, Verizon representative, we see that as a huge opportunity for 5G. The reason being is you want that immersive training or that immersive experience. It's going to require a lot of bandwidth. So yesterday we talked about how Verizon is now in on this game, folks. All right, when I get back, we're going to finish this up. I'm going to show you the next piece of the puzzle. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Dustin Gold Standard. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to Pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, let's jump right back in here. There's a lot to cover. A lot to cover, folks. All right, the next section here is how is the VA using VR for treatment? So it says here, virtual reality tools also enhance mental health treatment in other areas, including palliative care, pain management, and helping with feelings of isolation in long-term care facilities. In the VA's community living centers, patients may be suffering from depression due to separation from loved ones during the coronavirus pandemic. You see, they use... The last two years, COVID land, the high school theater production to create a series of problems. Remember, I told you, it's not, they don't run these psychological operations, these worldwide operations for one goal. It creates many, many problems. Then they can provoke many, many reactions to each of the problems, and they can offer the solutions that then create more problems, but it's all intentional, folks. The answer is always more technology, more Frankenstein science. That's what happens with these problem-reaction solutions. Or you give up more freedom, more liberty, more human autonomy. You know, that's what they do, folks. This is how they run the game. This is how they con the public time and time again. So it says there, you know, suffering from depression due to separation from loved ones during the coronavirus uh, virus pandemic. Uh, just like they push Zoom. I mean, Zoom was very popular uh, before COVID. I had a Zoom account for 10 years. I think I got it when they first launched because I was doing a lot of video conferencing. Uh, but they rolled it out and made it big and everyone had it at home during COVID so they could talk to their loved ones and 
get drunk and everything else. I mean, this is how they roll out the technology. Continues to say the technology can transport them away from discomfort and anxiety. Yeah, by pushing them into the metaverse. You see this? Well, they're going to try to make everyone face discomfort and anxiety. That's what they've been programming the world to suffer from. This is how you instill this mental illness in people, and then you can roll out the solution, which is jump into the metaverse. Quote, instead of sitting in their beds by themselves, they're walking through the mountains of western North Carolina, or they're sitting by a campfire, end quote, Bailey says. Okay, in the metaverse, and we've covered the metaverse here, folks. Even Dennis Bushnell, chief scientist at NASA for the last 40 years in 2018, gave a speech in front of the Fire Coalition, uh, Future in Review, and he talked about this, the day that you could walk down the beach with whoever you want inside of the metaverse. It says the headsets have similar benefits for patients undergoing chemotherapy, infusions, or dialysis. Situations were, quote, where you're captive and you can't go anywhere, but also don't want to just sit there and think about what you're going through in that moment, end quote, Bailey says. You see, the scientists and the engineers will always find problems, and then they'll always create solutions, even if those solutions create more problems. And my belief is that nothing is unintended. unintended. There are no unintended consequences. All consequences are intended. I believe that because if they know the unintended consequences and they move forward with these things anyway, then they were willing to put the consequences into the lexicon, right? They were willing to bring those consequences to fruition. So they're all intended. Goes on to say one VR pilot program involves 12 sites led by the Asheville Veterans Affairs Medical Center in partnership with Waya Health, which includes VR platforms for patients' care. The program primarily focuses sorry about that, focuses on use of the technology to assess veterans' risks for falls or neurological problems. While wearing the headsets, patients work through a series of questions that help clinicians evaluate their risk, all right? I mean, do you see this, folks? Do Do you think that this is because they love these people? I don't think so. It goes on to say another piece of that program addresses procedures for veterans who need surgery, for example, but cannot undergo anesthesia. Instead, they receive a nerve block and remain conscious during the operation. Quote, the veterans awake, but rather than lying there and thinking about the surgery, if we can give them a virtual reality headset, they're on the beach in Fiji or somewhere different throughout the procedure. End quote, Bailey says, quote, they're not thinking about it, so the anxiety level comes down, end quote, right? So they're running surgeries on people. You don't know what kind of surgeries, but they're running surgeries on people while they put them into sort of this meditative state living inside the metaverse, folks. And if you don't think this is what they're going to do to all the people, then you're in some sort of uh, uh, meditative state, 
Because when you tie this into the lectures we've seen out of the World Economic Forum, when you tie this into the stuff we've looked at from Artificial Intelligence Foundation, when you tie this into stuff that Dr. Charles Morgan III and others have talked about, you have to understand that the veterans are the guinea pigs. They are now the human trials in the MKUltra research, the continuing research, how to run people uh, how to mind control them and then run them into the metaverse. It says, is VR therapy effective? The crucial aspect of extended reality technology for VA therapy is the continued oversight of real-life clinicians. Health experts not only guide and monitor the use of the equipment to ensure that it is effective for the patient, but also add a personal aspect to care. Quote, it's to augment the experience, quote, Bailey says of the extended reality tools, quote, we don't want to replace human touch. We don't want to replace that necessary and very important human connection. But we want to do is leverage this technology to augment the care that we are able to provide and enhance the experience of the veteran, end quote. Well, no, the ultimate goal is to replace the human touch. You've heard about the body suits, this Internet of Senses type technology they're working on where you put on a body suit and when you touch something inside the metaverse, you can feel that object on the end of your fingers. They have the device that you put in your mouth so that you can taste things and feel texture. They have the internal earplugs that let you hear surround sound like it's real. So the ultimate goal is to remove that human connection. Right, They just said, you lost the human connection because of COVID. We'll put you inside the metaverse, and now you can experience all those human connections that you lost. All right, And so when they talk about that, they don't bring up the fact that they created the rules and regulations to stop uh, family members and friends from coming to visit these people. They forced them into isolation, just like people like Dr. Sidney Gottlieb and his mentors, the Nazi and Japanese torturers, did to people when they tortured them and they were trying to mind break them. They put them into isolation like they were in prison. And we saw that happen over two years with a large sector of people during COVID land, the high school theater production. All right, let's continue. It says, in some cases, extended reality tools can bridge the physical distance between clinician and patient while the patient is stationed in the field or working remotely during the pandemic. Augmented or virtual reality does more than simply replace video conferencing, which leaves the veteran in front of a computer within a home or field office. The headset brings the veteran into the room with the clinician, allowing personal focused one-on-one -on -one care. Do you see this? This is the metaverse, folks. This is living inside of a cyber world. So what happens? What happens when they decide that that veteran's quote-unquote quality of life is better lived inside of the metaverse because they can go cross-country skiing, they can go swimming, they can do all these things that they can't do in real life. Do they leave them inside of the metaverse? Oh, this is coming, folks. When they start 
deeming people basically, um, <clears throat> well, their life is better in the metaverse, so they're no longer going to see real people. We're going to just load them up with psychedelics and strap the VR headset on them, basically putting them inside of the matrix. What is the difference between this and the matrix? There is no difference. Quote, there are times that we can put headsets on and be in physically different places, but then suddenly, virtually, we're very close together, end quote, Bailey says. So when you don't think this stuff is happening, it's happening. They're doing it in the Veterans Administration. Okay, they're doing it right now. It goes on to say, through the though the technology isn't necessarily uh, beneficial, or relevant for every patient or every treatment, the VA envisions building an extended reality network across its system to apply immersive technology wherever it's needed, Bailey says. Quote, our ultimate goal is to make this available to every VA clinician and veteran who's interested in immersive technology, end quote. And folks, this will be rolled out <coughs> uh, everywhere. It's going to be rolled out in the classroom. There's actually some schools already testing this stuff, which I can show you later. This is being rolled out everywhere. The World Economic Forum promotes this, that eventually your child, oh, they're going to be able to go on a march with Martin Luther King in Memphis. So we're going to strap on a VR headset to them in the classroom and put them inside of the metaverse. And trust me, this will be coupled with... And I will make my case, but this will be coupled with psychedelic pills because they're going to eventually tell you that you're going to get a better experience, a more immersive experience, a more realistic experience if you couple this with psychedelics. Let's continue here. The VA typically procures headsets with specific modules for specific purposes, selecting among vendors that provide those platforms. The headsets come with content preloaded. To make the technology more adaptable and customizable for patients, the VA has rallied its IT team to develop a menu of modules that can be loaded onto empty headsets. Does that not sound like running programs on the matrix, folks? It goes on to say which would connect to the VA network, like an app store for virtual reality headsets, Bailey says. The VA expects to roll out that platform by the end of 2022, according to Bailey, and we'll check in to see where, we're, where they are on this. Quote, in order to provide that personalized medicine with immersive technology, we're going to need to keep our options open and available, Bailey says. Do you understand, folks? This is rolled out inside of the Veterans Administration. They are testing this stuff on unsuspecting veterans, people suffering from illnesses, from PTSD, uh, from dementia. And so this is, uh, this is a ripe crew of human trials they have, folks. They are testing out this current iteration of mk ultra mind control and plugging people into the matrix do you understand that mk ultra never actually ended sydney gottlieb was playing around with ptsd victims at the va he was running secret undercover illegal experiments at the va doing the same thing they're doing now they write openly about this they call it technology immersive technology advancements in healthcare. but this is 
MK Ultra, ladies and gentlemen. When I get back, I will show you more mind-blowing stuff. Absorb this over the break, folks. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold right here with the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv slash gold. It's a freaky world out there, folks. It is freaky. But it is very real, ladies and gentlemen. Trust me, you are not tripping on LSD, ladies and gentlemen. This is the reality. This is the world that we live in. Our government is doing this stuff as we speak. This is not an isolated incident like uh, Stephen Kinzer, the journalist, the foremost expert on MKUltra would have you believe, ladies and gentlemen. Now, let me just roll you back for a second before we move on to the next uh, piece of information, the next puzzle in this, uh, the next puzzle piece in this uh, master puzzle that we are putting together. I just want to roll you back. This is an article from Business Insider from February 2014. Just to reconnect us back to the Nazis and LSD, and then we'll move forward into the next piece of the psychedelic testing that's going on today. It says right here, how Nazi scientists taught the CIA to dose Soviet spies with LSD, right? So as we're dosing our veterans, are our veterans Soviet spies? Maybe. I don't know, folks. Maybe. But I just like to keep bringing this back up so we don't lose you know, lose the context in which they're discussing this valuable information. So again, this is from February 2014. This says, from about 1948 to 1953, former Nazi scientists and CIA interrogators began to use LSD as an advanced interrogation technique, according to the new book Operation Paperclip by journalist Annie Jacobson. And I told you uh, about her in a past episode. It says the CIA saw LSD as a potential, quote, truth serum, end quote, according to an FOIA, Freedom of Information, documents obtained by Jacobson. But it turned out to be an active metaphor for Cold War paranoia. Here's part of the excerpt published in the Daily Beast. The plan for the enhanced interrogation program was meant to be straightforward. Drug the spies, interrogate the spies, and give them amnesia to make them forget. Instead, the program produced questionable results and evolved into one of the most notorious CIA programs of the Cold War, MKUltra. So again, if you want to read Jacobson's book and Stephen Kinzer's book, what you're going to find is that a couple of pieces, and we reviewed it here. But again, we'll just we'll just put this back in context for you. Operation Paperclip, we brought 1,500 Nazi scientists uh, and engineers over the United States right after World War II ended, began, beginning in 1947, all right? At the same time, we were hiring former Nazis, former as they say. I mean, I, I don't know what former means, but we were hiring Nazis uh, to act as spies 
against the Soviets. So as soon as World War II ended, we kicked off the Cold War with the Soviets, right? So we hired these Nazis over there. Meanwhile, at the same time, MK Ultra launches, headed up by Sidney Gottlieb, in which we hired Nazis and former Japanese torturers to come over to the United States and train Sidney Gottlieb in how to torture, mind control, and kill people. Now, this is real, folks. I mean, this is based on the official government documents that the government released that allowed Kinzer and Jacobson, respectively, to write their books, okay? So, what they did was the government released this. They at least want us to know this. This is the official narrative of what happened. Now, I don't have access to uh, dig a tunnel under Fort Detrick, although it's a mile down the street, and steal documents to prove anything different. There's only so much out there you can review. And so, we turn to the people that reviewed the documents. I believe that they create misdirection to make this stuff look like isolated incidents in history, but the information being provided uh, in regards to what our government did is accurate, or at least it's what they want us to believe. It's pretty barbaric. So I look at that stuff as true. I just look at these people as disinformation agents in that they try to deflect us from looking into the current programs that are going on today, like DARPA's Brain Initiative like the Army Cyborg Soldier 2050, like these psychedelic programs going on at the VA. Okay, those are continuations of this stuff. So that's why I just want to read this to you. Let's continue. A total of 1,600 former Nazis were recruited in preparation for total war with the Soviet Union. Of the 21 scientists followed in the book, in Annie Jacobson's book, six of them stood trial at Nuremberg. In other words, these were some of the most maniacally brilliant. Oh, yeah, they were brilliant. Maniacally, I'm sorry, an ad just popped up here, and I don't know how to get rid of it. Uh, Well, anyway, it's maniacally uh, brilliant men that ended up uh, uh, working on the side of the United States government. It goes on to say, the work took place inside a clandestine facility in the American zone of occupied Germany called Camp King. The facility's chief medical doctor was Operation Paperclip's Dr. Walter Schreiber, the former Surgeon General of the Third Reich. When Dr. Schreiber was secretly brought to America to work for the U.S. Air Force in Texas, his position was filled with another paperclip asset, Dr. Kurt Blom, the former Deputy Surgeon General of the Third Reich, and the man in charge of the Nazi program to weaponize bubonic plague all right folks so the point of this the reason why i'm saying this stuff to you we didn't touch on this in the past episodes is because we were employing these nazis that we were supposed to take out of power and the nazis programs are what led to what we're looking at going on now inside of the veterans administration the use of psychedelics and now vr headsets to mind bend people mind control people mind hack people uh, are veterans with ptsd right so This all stemmed from the Nazis, the bad guys, the Third Reich that we were supposedly fighting and trying to take out of power and stop them from world domination, yet we just absorbed, we just consolidated, we just monopolized all of this anti-human Frankenstein technology. 
Okay, let's continue. LSD was tested twice on suspected Soviet spies captured by the Nazis, as well as by Army officer-turned-CIA scientist Frank Olson. Olson unknowingly dosed with the drug and then fell from a New York hotel room to his death in 1953. And I will eventually get into Wormwood. If you guys don't know what Wormwood is, we will talk about that here. Uh, it all ties into this as well. Okay, so it goes on to say, all in all, a strange time in world history. Former Nazis became chief U.S. scientists. The CIA mistakenly believed that the Soviets might drug millions of Americans with LSD through the U.S. water system. And the world's most powerful spies were attempting to weaponize acid by dosing each other. And remember, we found out that Sidney Gottlieb, the head chemist in charge of MKUltra, who was giving carte blanche to torture and murder people by the CIA director at the time, Alan Dulles, supposedly dosed himself over 200 times while he was running torture and murder programs for the government. And uh, it was more than twice that we tested LSD on Soviet spies. In fact, we were running illegal torture chambers in Europe and East Asia, headed up by Sidney Gottlieb throughout this time period. I just want to bring that back up because we, we have to fill these little blocks with stories about what we were doing, where these programs that we're seeing today came from, so that as you try to form this information, absorb this information and kind of form a narrative for yourself so you can teach this to other people, you are able to connect the two. Again, when you read about this and then you hear what we're doing inside the Veterans Administration, do you see a difference here? I mean, do you look at Dr. Fauci, although he's uh, from Brooklyn and I'll smash you in the head with a piece of pastrami if you don't, uh, if you don't uh, get in my car because I'm science, right? I'm science. And so when you look at Dr. Fauci, does he sound any different than Dr. Sidney Gottlieb or Dr. Kurt Blom or Dr. Walter Schreiber? Remember, we partnered with the guy who was the advisor to the architect of the final solution. Oh, yeah, we hired that guy and partnered with him. I covered that a few episodes ago. All right, let's move on here. I need to show you some more of what's going on today, right, as we keep going back in time and then pulling up what's going on today. We're over at Forbes.com, all right? This is an article from November 2021, so about a year ago. It says, psychedelic therapy is poised to create a revolution in mental health. Can VR accelerate it, all right? I told you, psychedelics and virtual reality are merging together. So what I showed you first was the article out of the New York Times, right? After six-decade hiatus, experimental psychedelic therapy returns to the Veterans Administration. That was from June of 2022. Then I showed you the tech fed, uh, fedtechmagazine.com article, how the VA is using VR therapy for veterans. So we looked at psychedelics, being used on the veterans in the VA. We looked at virtual reality being used on the veterans in the VA. And now we're going to get into the merger of psychedelic therapy and virtual reality. Okay, 
This is the road we're going down because I'm going to show you how this all ties together. And this all goes into the brain initiative, cyborg soldier, everything about tapping into the mind, controlling the mind, hacking humans, right? As Yuval Noah Harari would say, you are hackable animals, right? We have the equation to hack you. And now, uh, the other day, Maria sent me an article, Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine Podcast on Fridays, that they're now using sort of um, these sensors on children in the classrooms in China to make sure they're paying attention. And as you know, Yuval Noah Harari said, they'll be able to read your emotions. And so then we see rolled out in China at the same time. I covered this several episodes ago. This new bracelet they're making the bus drivers wear so they can read their emotions. But the vitals that they're pulling, the vital statistics, they're pulling off those bus drivers to read their emotions, to decide if they're angry, they're upset, they're happy, they're confused, are the same exact vitals that they're pulling off our children if, God forbid, you buy a smart sock, which is readily available on the market, and put it on your child, it reads the same exact vitals, and Yuval Noah Harari has talked about how the state, how the government will be able to read people's emotions. And so you could be sitting in the audience watching, you know, Kim Jong-un speak or Joe Biden speak, and you might have a smile on your face, but you're actually very upset. And the dictators, the dystopian, tyrannical leaders will know exactly what you're thinking in real time, if you're a threat to the state, if you don't like what they're saying. And so all this technology connects, folks. It's all part of the same program. It all grew out of Paperclip, out of MK Ultra, and now we're seeing it coming to fruition. And we're going to see it come out of the VAs and be spread across the landscape. VR goggles are already readily available. They are getting close to legalizing psychedelics. And if you don't think that's all part of mass mind control, then you must be mind controlled, ladies and gentlemen, because it's all right there in front of your eyes. You don't have to see it through augmented reality or virtual reality because it's right here in reality. Ladies and gentlemen, when we get back, virtual reality and psychedelics how they go together i am dust the gold this is the dust the gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dust and gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dust and gold standard on pain.tv Ladies and gentlemen, this is pain.tv slash gold. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard, ladies and gentlemen. This is the standard in exposing, dissecting, and analyzing technocratic transhumanism and the future of the prison planet matrix we all face right here. All right, folks, again, this is from Forbes.com. This is psychedelic therapy is poised to create a revolution in mental health. Can virtual reality accelerate it? Accelerate it. An article from November 2021. Let's get into this. Legal psychedelic medicine is poised to soon disrupt the multi-billion dollar mental health field. Oh, yes. Psychedelic medicine and mental health how do they go together psychedelics creates 
mental health problems <laughs> yeah but they're going to tell you it fixes them ladies and gentlemen it fixes them it goes on to say treatments being trialed today in clinical settings using substances like psilocybin containing mushrooms will soon offer legal alternatives to the more than 50 percent of patients receiving therapy for major depressive disorder mdd who do not respond to approved depression medicines well the psilocybin mushroom will just be added to the list of depression medicines folks you don't think that they are just picking mushrooms out in the woods and they're going to hand them to you this stuff is all genetically modified tweaked and uh, approved by the old state power ladies and gentlemen they are not just walking through the woods and picking mushrooms off of uh, deer turds. All right, goes on to say, as psychedelic substances meet with ever-decreasing resistance from the public, as psychedelic substances meet with ever-decreasing resistance from the public, meaning the propaganda, the brainwashing, the adoption campaigns are working, folks, are working. It says, evidenced by the growing number of U.S. cities passing decriminalization laws, the reality of adding psychedelic treatments to the mental health landscape is coming sharper into focus. Along with creating more opportunities of care for patients, the creation of new effective therapies will likely put pressure on healthcare providers to examine the upside of psychedelic therapies and how such treatments will inevitably affect their bottom line. Do you see that? Do you see that there, along with creating more opportunities of care for patients, the creation of new effective therapies will likely put pressure on healthcare providers, put pressure on them, folks, just like how they were pressured into handing out the old jab, right? They were pressured into that. And you could pressure them in many ways, through their insurance provider, through their association memberships like American Medical Association, through government regulations, through laws, through a number of ways, ladies and gentlemen. And so it will put pressure on them to examine the upside of psychedelic therapies and how such treatments will inevitably affect their bottom line. So they will force them into it based on greed. Ladies and gentlemen, it says, while these therapies will not be a cure-all for everyone, actually it won't cure anything, over the next three to five years, an expanding number of psychedelic treatments will produce alternatives for the many patients who find no relief from FDA-approved first-line therapeutics like selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Now, but the FDA will approve the psychedelic treatments. Trust me on that. It goes on to say how these new systems will roll out is up for debate, but what is certain is the considerable amount of clinicians uh, clinician hours that will go into psychedelic therapies. Well, we already know they're rolling it out through the Veterans Administration, right? Through the government. So the FDA may not have approved it yet, but they're rolling it out to the veterans. Now, I have not done this. If you want to do this, some of you have mentioned it to me. Did President Trump's um, executive order on the right to try affect some of this stuff as people are starting to realize president trump may have been 
uh, a Trojan horse in some form? Did that lead to some of this happening? Now, you notice in all the articles we read that have to do with the technology or with the science or with the healthcare benefits, they never, ever mention that this stuff grew out of MKUltra, which grew out of Paperclip, which grew out of Nazi Germany. Never once do they mention that. It goes on to say, since legalizing the use of psilocybin-containing magic mushrooms in 2020 through a ballot measure, Oregon is now in the process of creating an intricate statewide system for qualified caregivers to deliver psilocybin treatments in therapeutic settings. Okay, qualified caregivers means government puppets, all right? Sessions using psilocybin can last over six hours, which did not include vital therapy before and after treatments. Now, let me just ask you a question. Remember we learned about Sidney Gottlieb and how the CIA was setting up fake foundations and then funneling the LSD to universities, institutions, prisons, and uh, Veterans Administration and other places, hospitals included in that? And then we realized they were running experiments on people to do mind control and mind bending, mind hacking, and then it was later admitted to, and Stephen Kinzer wrote it in his book. Well, how do we know that's not what's happening right now? How do we know these aren't fake foundations? I don't believe they have to do that at this point. These are real foundations. This is coming out of the government itself. But if you don't think that this is MK Ultra alive and well, I mean, you're crazy, folks. You're crazy. This is it. You're reading about it. If I told you that this was an article about MKUltra and I read it to you without ever telling you that it was about what's going on today, you would say, wow, this is crazy. But when I tell you this is going on today, some people will believe, well, I guess that's just an advancement in medicine. No, folks, this is MKUltra. All right, let's continue. MDMA-assisted therapy, that's uh, ecstasy, for severe post-traumatic stress disorder, which is very close to being an FDA-approved therapy, will likely require significant clinician involvement before, during, and after a session. Ketamine treatments... Currently, the only psychedelic therapy that is federally legal in the United States has hastened clinics opening up all over North America, providing some degree of relief for those roughly 50% of Americans with MDD who don't respond to current meds. Ketamine treatments. Oh, my God, folks. I didn't even know that was a reality. I'll get into that at some point. Just last week, I, I mean, I actually took ketamine one time. I uh, had spinal meningitis when I was 16. I was so overly dehydrated, they had to do a spinal tap. And the doctor injected something into my IV. And the next thing you know, I was in the dark inside of a scary roller coaster. And when I woke up, I had no idea where I was. And uh, later, the doctor told me it was ketamine. Insanity. So they're dosing people with ketamine. Wow. Goes on to say, just last week, health insurance giant Blue Cross Blue Shield announced eligibility of coverage for ketamine treatments, a major endorsement of such therapies. Yeah, they're rolling this out, folks. All of this relatively recent activity means a considerable bottleneck lies up ahead for clinicians administering psychedelic care at an affordable cost. You can bet that other healthcare payers, such as United Health Group and Anthem, are busy 
busily uh, crunching numbers and gaming out the more likely psychedelic therapies they will regard as eligible for coverage. All right, so again, you can sit here and say this stuff isn't real, folks, but this is reality. This is not virtual reality. This is actually rolling out. Well, then again, virtual reality is now reality. In fact, the next part of this article, therapeutic virtual reality is here. It is here, folks. While forward-thinking organizations such as the California Institute of Integral Studies, CIIS, and Fluence have been actively positioning ahead of the curve and educating and training mental health professionals to best treat patients in new psychedelic settings, demand in the near term will surely outpace what providers can deliver at least at an affordable price for most patients. Experts say the solution involves digital and telemedicine approaches to relieve the inevitability escalating caregiver caregiver burden and help build systems that can effectively scale up. All right, folks, as you can see here, this is not uh, grifting. This is not grifting. They are building this. It's here. They're rolling it out. There is no grift. The technocratic transhumanist mind-hacking torturers are alive and well, and it appears to be that almost everyone involved in the so-called health system in the Rockefeller Medical Complex are, in fact, involved with this. Let's continue. Dr. Walter Greenleaf, renowned neuroscientist and medical technology developer working at Stanford University, believes that the number of current therapists equipped to deliver psychedelic therapies does not match future need. Oh, we need more Dr. Sidney Gottlieb's, do we? Greenleaf is the foremost authority in the field of digital medicine and medical virtual reality technology with over three decades of experience. He is often referred to in Silicon Valley circles as the godfather of therapeutic VR. Folks, let's write that down here. Walter Greenleaf. And let's check this guy out soon goes on to say, quote, to be effective and to be used safely, psychedelic-assisted therapies are reliant on proper engagement support and clinical supervision by trained clinicians. There are very few of those. Therefore, the only way to properly support the use of psychedelics and therapy is to leverage technology, end quote, Greenleaf said. You see where this is going, folks? They're already saying there's going to be large numbers of people, a large swath of folks out there that are going to be jacked up on MKUltra LSD. And so there aren't enough doctors to give it to them. So let's leverage technology so we can roll this out at a grand scale, folks. The world around you will be Woodstock, ladies and gentlemen. This is amazing, but you're seeing it. MK Ultra is being expanded nationwide. Here we go. Let's continue. His point is well taken. Greenleaf's current research focus is on developing computer-supported clinical products with a specific emphasis on applying virtual reality and digital health technology to address difficult problems, including for use with therapies designed to treat PTSD, anxiety disorders, and depression, folks. They're going to roll this out to everyone because everyone is going to self-diagnose as being mentally ill. I'm telling you, 
I know people personally who claim they have PTSD, not veterans. PTSD from being yelled at by a kindergarten teacher. And they are able to jump on Zoom every year, say they have PTSD, and a doctor over Zoom will write them a prescription for their yearly government marijuana that they can pick up at a government pot shop and they can get it in the form of you know, buds of like marijuana. They can pr- buy pre-rolled joints. They can buy vape pens that can uh, that, that contain the marijuana. They can buy gummies. They have it basically in the form of every type of candy you could imagine. You know, Nerds and Mike and Ikes and candy bars and everything else that contain pot. You go into the store, it looks like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. I'm not kidding, folks. They're going to roll this stuff out. The psychedelics are coming. Let's continue with this when we get back. Absorb that for a minute. Try to understand it. You're seeing the rollout, the adoption of MKUltra nationwide. Ladies and gentlemen, Sidney Gottlieb was successful. And remember, he was trained by the Nazis and the Japanese torturers. And journalists like Stephen Kinzer will have you believe that the program was unsuccessful and it ended in the 1960s. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, we continue our march to expose technocratic transhumanism. As it works to take over the globe, ladies and gentlemen. Let's continue here. Strap on your reality headset because I'm going to give you a dose of reality, folks. This article goes on to say the use of virtual reality in medical settings to provide emotional care is not a new concept. Over the past several years, virtual reality has been employed with greater frequency and effectiveness in ways large and small. Recently, the staff at a hospital in Long Beach, California, used virtual reality tech in a simple yet valuable context, distracting young patients during medical procedures like removing a cast. All right, so they're strapping these on to children now during their MKUltra experiments, folks. Goes on to say, quote, kids need more than medicine. We normalize the environment for pediatric patients, usually through play, end quote. Rita Gosart, director of Memorial Child's Life Program, told the Long Beach Business Journal. I wonder if they strap these headsets on them when they are doing uh, genital reassignment surgery, as we've seen the uh, Boston hospitals doing, folks, the Boston Children's Hospital. 
goes on to say, quote, our role is to help comfort and distract patients during uncomfortable or anxiety-producing procedures, end quote. Patch Adams used to come in with a clown nose. Uh, now they're pushing you into the metaverse when they are about to do uh, medical procedures on your children, folks goes on to say in 2020 the startup olfactory virtual reality ovr debuted its architecture of scent platform to incorporate smell into therapeutic vr treatments what did i tell you folks internet of senses right so there are people out there who have said the internet of senses is fake i told you about the device they could put in your nose to make you taste things in your nose to make you smell things i mean in your mouth to make you taste things in your nose to make you smell things in your ears and such so you're seeing it rolled out they always use the healthcare industry because you tug at emotions you uh tug at the heartstrings of america and you say how could you let that little kid suffer let them put the scent plugs up inside their nose this is all pushing us into the metaverse folks goes on to say it has been deployed as virtual reality exposure therapy also known as quote stress inoculation end quote for military vets with ptsd the technology adds memory provoking sense via cartridges to vr experiences creating real life sensations including blood diesel fuel smoke and iraqi spices explains neolife it's an effective approach for modern military personnel, many of whom have grown up with digital gaming technology and may be more attracted to this style of interactive VR treatment as a substitute for conventional talk therapy. Okay, so what they're saying now is they have veterans who are younger than me, right, obviously, who come back from the theaters of war with PTSD from uh, all the horrible things we made them do. And now they are already accustomed to video games because, one, they grew up playing them. This is the video game culture, cyber culture, cyber generation. And number two, a lot of them are trained on virtual reality now to uh, go out and run their, you know, killing missions. And so we basically train them on video games. I already showed you the video games grow out of people like Lars Butler, head of the Artificial Intelligence Foundation, focused on digital twinning, which is partnered with Keith Alexander, former head of the NSA, and Lars Butler, the founder and CEO of Artificial Intelligence Foundation, grew out of his company, Tryon Worlds, which was the very beginning phases 12 years ago of the concepts of second life and this metaverse they're working on putting us inside of the beginning of the matrix so the video games go hand in hand with the games used the simulation games that the military plays while they're training for combat and then that all becomes part of now programming them post-war and now they want to run uh, diesel fuel blood and smoke and iraqi spice senses into their nose what's called the internet of senses folks which is part of the internet of things the internet of bodies and the internet of everything see everything we talk about here has a purpose and when you start getting into articles like this you can't appreciate what they're talking about unless you have context unless you connect it back to the research and analysis we've already done that's why i think i'm providing a lot of value here folks because you've heard a lot about this stuff here we try to connect all the dots we're trying to put this puzzle together 
It goes on to say, all this activity in the virtual reality industry has meant leaps in tech and a reduction in the cost of VR headsets. They now average approximately $300, which has created more accessibility for users. They have to do this just like with smartphones. They need a 90 to 100% adoption. Everyone is going to need access to this technology, and they try to get us to adopt it in our personal lives without them forcing it on us. But eventually, when you can't access the Internet except for a VR AR headset, you will eventually be forced to adopt the technology if you want to be able to step into the matrix to make food coupons money to be able to put food on the table for you and your family. It goes on to say, it has also seen the space expand exponentially. In 2020, virtual reality in the healthcare sector was valued at $2.08 billion and is projected to reach $42.84 billion by 2028. So an increase from $2 billion to $43 billion in an eight-year period. Virtual reality as prep for psychedelic treatments. That's what it says now, folks. It was just a matter of time before a company like Firefly VR landed on the scene of the expanding psychedelic therapy field. Their technology, called the Sanctuary, is intended for use in clinical psychedelic-assisted therapies, providing value for clinicians by offering patients a tutorial and a self-directed tool before and after treatments. Now, you have to also say to yourself, folks, how are there all these companies doing VR, doing psychedelics, that just magically came out of nowhere? Well, if we look behind every single one of these companies, as I've done for you in a series of other shows with the frictionless shopping technology, with the gig apps, you're going to start to find the government behind a lot of these companies either started with InQtel, which is the CIA's venture capital firm with their money uh, that they get from the CIA, the NSA, DOD and uh, other government agencies, including the FBI, or it's going to be from venture firms that are backed by InQtel or are in partnership with InQtel, or they'll be floated by people like Peter Thiel, Elon Musk, and others, these big technocratic oligarchs, who are also transhumanists, who support the merger of man and machine, and who get their money through either government startup money or through government contracts, as we showed Peter Thiel and Elon Musk have billions of dollars each in government contracts as we speak. So they're floated by government money. That's who you will find behind these companies. I don't have to do that research because right now I think it would just kind of be a waste of my time to show you again, look who's behind this, look who's behind this. But trust me, once you see enough of this stuff, you automatically know that there's one of the Wizards of Oz behind the curtain. You don't have to go and research every single one of these. These companies aren't just started in a basement like i'm in right here in my little office and all of a sudden the next thing you know i'm selling vr headsets to mimic psychedelic use uh, to a hospital network it just doesn't work that way goes on to say virtual reality tech of this kind isn't necessarily what you would think it's not an experiential total immersion like ovr's fragrance gaming tech simulation of urban warfare 
It's not like the app called Trip either. We're going to get into that. The tagline of which is, quote, the fitness solution for your inner self, end quote, geared more as a mindfulness tool for consumers and also used in some clinical settings and featuring classical psychedelic visuals. Firefly VR Sanctuary doesn't feature trippy, whirling psychedelic mushrooms or dancing machine elves. No astral projection or communion with the universe. It is not a simulated psychedelic trip. Instead, as the name suggests, the sanctuary follows the zeitgeist of the psychedelic times, meant as a kind of pre-flight checklist to, quote, reduce pro uh, pre-procedure anxiety and develop positive intentions when the medicine is eventually administered end quote it is a specialized clinical tool intended as an adjunct for therapy sessions the virtual reality product looks to cover the unmet need of assisting people unfamiliar with the use of psychedelics in clinical settings as well as the many patients who will come to such therapies with no experience at all in psychedelic substances you see what's happening folks i mean this is a big deal this is a big deal. I mean, this is MK Ultra 10.0. MK Ultra has far advanced. If you take Sidney Gottlieb mind blasting people with LSD in illegal, you know, whorehouses that he set up uh, under the direction of the CIA, this is if that if that is a 1.0 or that was the beta test. I mean, this folks, this is version 10.0. Quote. We created the sanctuary as a clinical tool using virtual reality to prepare a patient for a transformational psychedelic treatment, end quote, says the CEO of Firefly VR, Shell Man. That's his name, Shell Man. Shell Man. <laughs> whose company has had several years of intensive experience in the medical industry working with the managed healthcare concerns like insurance monolith united health group quote we see the sanctuary being used in clinical settings providing value for both patient and payers end quote folks you see where this is all headed right I mean, you understand that this obviously grows out of MKUltra, and now it's being rolled out into not just the government veterans administration hospitals. It's going to be rolled out across all hospitals. This is going to be rolled out nationwide. It continues to say, a first test ride of the sanctuary displays scenes that are far more subtle than anticipated because the concept of virtual reality lends itself to full throttle immersion. Results can sometimes feel far too overproduced. This wasn't that. The central scene is quiet and understated. A pleasant room with low lighting, cubist art, and low-slung 1950s decor. Oh, perfect. 1950s decor. What are we sitting in, uh, Sidney Gottlieb's torture chamber with the low lighting and the cubist art and low-slung 1950s decor? Well, at least they're bringing us back to the beginning, folks, as you enter the psychedelic virtual reality sanctuary. You get to go back to the 1950s where MKUltra and Mind Control all began ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back this is dust to go with the dust and gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold 
You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to Payne.tv slash gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard, folks. All right, let's try to navigate our way through the rest of this article, folks. This is very important because you are seeing the adoption campaign being rolled out of this MK Ultra technology, you know, which rolled out of Operation Paperclip, which came right out of the Nazis. And now we're seeing it alive and well in the healthcare sector, in the veterans' healthcare sector, coming out of the government, coming out of Silicon Valley. It's all connected, ladies and gentlemen. These are all being rolled out of what was uh, uh, Operation Paperclip. And a lot of this technology was developed inside of Nazi Germany under the Third Reich. And now you're seeing it come to fruition. The merger of the mind hacking through psychedelics with the mind hacking through the technologies that the government of the United States right here have been developing, folks. And then what we're going to do is we're going to weave this into... Some other stories, I'm going to show you who in the quote-unquote private sector is behind the use of the psychedelics, uh, more about the VR headsets that are being coupled with the psychedelics, and we're going to get into Silicon Valley, who's out there promoting uh, psychedelics and microdosing, which is taking uh, mushrooms all day long in small doses, and then we're going to weave this into David Salinas Flores' work on MKUltra. In Operation Paperclip, and then I've got some new information that I've come across that I'm going to weave in here as well, folks. But again, this is to show you it's coming. This makes you aware of it. Now you can try to avoid it. You can try to warn people about it. When they try to dose your mother up with psychedelics and strap a VR headset to her head, maybe you can say no if you have power of attorney and you are looking out for her best interest, folks. All right, let's pick this up. Uh, where we left off. Let me just roll back a sentence. The central scene, all right, this is climbing into what's called the sanctuary, this prep room. Think of this like the loading room in the Matrix that we reviewed, where Neo is standing in the white room with Morpheus, and Morpheus is prepping him to jump inside of the Matrix or to run a program inside of the Matrix. That's what this is, folks, except you'll meet your doctor inside there. It says, the central scene is quiet and understated, a pleasant room with low lighting, cubist art, and low-slung 1950s decor. The scene is warm and welcoming, an environment to not rush anything. You could be sitting in the celebrated Esalen Institute in Big Sur, the mecca of internal exploration for over 60 years. Surely, what the makers had in mind, or a bluff overlooking Yosemite Valley, the overall effect is quietness, precisely what you want prior to a mind-expanding flight. How was that, folks? 
quote, well-designed virtual reality systems can be used to augment and extend therapy by establishing the proper mindset and setting for therapy and to facilitate post-session cognitive integration, end quote, says Dr. Sidney Gottlieb. Sorry, Dr. Greenleaf, who is a scientific advisor to Firefly VR. Does that not sound like something Sidney Gottlieb would say? Let me just repeat it as Sidney Gottlieb. He would say, well-designed virtual reality systems can be used to augment and expand therapy by establishing the proper mindset and setting for therapy and to facilitate post-session cognitive integration. <laughs> Let's continue, folks. While the sanctuary is still in the process of testing, there are currently key industry players who are interested in Firefly's work. Matt Emmer, Vice President of Healthcare Practice at Field Trip Health, a global leader in the development and delivery of psychedelic therapies with treatment centers across the U.S. and Canada, says the company is currently testing the sanctuary at their New York and Toronto offices and exploring a strategic relationship with Firefly VR. Mann also shares that other organizations have signed letters of intent to conduct a study of sanctuary, including Rochester Mayo Clinic at their Integrative Medicine and Healthcare Center. Do you see this, folks? There are Dr. Gottlieb's everywhere everywhere these guys are everywhere now folks i wonder if you actually mentioned mk ultra if any of these people would even know about what happened what the government admits to i swear to god would would you know that would you know that i mean you go to school to be a doctor you take the hippocratic oath and the next thing you know you're ready to jack people up with psychedelics strap on a vr headset and uh, blow their mind away I mean, this is what the Hippocratic Oath is all about? I guess so, folks. I guess so. It goes on to say, there will be more opportunities for VR to show its transformational upside as a cascade of clinical studies is occurring at research universities worldwide. Johns Hopkins, Imperial College London, Maastricht University, and UC San Francisco, to name just a few. There are also nonprofit and for-profit organizations, including USONA Institute, the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, and Compass Pathways, all working diligently to usher in psychedelic treatments through important clinical trials for the Food and Drug Administration. You see, folks, it's everywhere. They're rolling it out. This is it. Here it comes, ladies and gentlemen psychedelics vaccines and vr headsets welcome to the metaverse goes on to say man believes that vr is especially effective in this field because it quote provides small escapes from your own reality and its distractions oh yeah oh yeah listen to that man believes that vr is especially effective in this field because it quote provides small escapes from your own reality and its distractions escape from reality just like with drugs just like with booze just like with anything else instead of facing your problems and dealing with reality they offer you an escape doesn't that sound like a drug dealer folks sure as hell does to me it goes on to say therapy often requires visualization many people lack strong visualization skills vr can help fill that gap end quote 
Greenleaf notes of innovative VR, quote, we can shift attitudes and behaviors if we can activate the power of the brain's reward system. This allows us to activate neuroplastic changes and reinforce behaviors and learning, end quote. Folks, that is mind control. That is mind control. If I read you that quote and told you it was Sidney Gottlieb, you would say, oh, my God. Or if I told you that was any one of the scientists or doctors working in the Third Reich, if I said we can shift attitudes and behaviors, if we can activate the power of the brain's reward system, this allows us to activate neuroplastic changes and reinforce behaviors and learning. You would say, oh, my God, those Nazis, how crazy they were, how barbaric they were. It goes on to say this is perhaps one of the best outcomes that psychotherapy can offer people, a shift in mindsets and behavior. Still, a significant part of the problem is access to mental health services. Oh, don't worry. Everyone will have access soon. A current snapshot of a critical mental health professional shortage across the United States shows a a troubling view of resources nationwide. A 2021 data visualization provided by Rural Health Information Hub, supported by a wing of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, highlights how a vast majority of U.S. countries or counties fall into the category of, quote, whole county is shortage area, end quote, for mental health practitioners. I have a relative in that space. They only regurgitate what the government says, and so they keep telling me, there's a shortage of us. There's a shortage of mental health professionals. Like, well, where is the growth in mental health problems coming from, folks? They're creating the problem of mental health so that they can usher in this concept of virtual reality headsets. And psychedelic mushrooms. I mean, come on. It's so obvious, folks. It's so obvious. It's sickening. Goes on to say virtual reality, much like psychedelic therapy itself, is not a panacea that will single handedly fix the problem of access and affordability, but surely VR is a piece of the puzzle that could lend itself to a style of remote medicine that immerses a patient just enough to feel focused, connected, and calm when approaching their emotional issues. The sanctuary is currently focusing on prep work before a psychedelic experience, says man, but with a roadmap that incorporates a comprehensive curriculum, including post-trip in, uh, integration and eventually for use during a actual psycho- psychedelic therapy dependent on the specific molecule. So you're talking about using the sanctuary the prep rooms, the loading room, like in the matrix, as prep work before they load you up with psychedelics, right? And also as a roadmap that incorporates a comprehensive curriculum, including post-trip, right? So they put this on you, you go into the sanctuary after you're high, and then eventually using it during the psychedelic therapy. So they want to use it to prep you for them doping you up with lsd then they want to use it for basically debriefing you after you go on a trip and then the goal is to combine the vr headset while you're high on lsd folks so they can do you understand the idea of mk ultra was to break the mind with lsd 
The ultimate goal was global world power by mind-controlling people. But what they wanted to be able to do with the LSD was blast away your mind, okay, and then replace that void with something else. So as Dr. Charles Morgan III, I keep bringing this up because it's important, explained to the West Point Military Academy cadets and faculty, was that while you're sleeping, they can write memories, they can train you with information in your sleep and show that you can retain it. So by using the psychedelics to blast away part of your mind, and then they put on a headset, a VR headset, and immerse you in a world, they could be erasing memories, planting memories, completely manipulating you. And as you already see, they're going to do this to a lot of people because they're already setting the stage creating the narrative that there's not enough mental health professionals so the direction is to go with the vr headset so you will be loaded up with mind-blowing mind-blasting lsds in the form of psilocybin mushrooms and ecstasy mdma and they will put the virtual reality headset on you and you will be being manipulated by some sort of artificial intelligence mental health professional They're putting you into the matrix, folks. That's what this is. Let me finish. It says, quote, the key issue today, which is what we are laser focused on, is that the world demand for mental health care is much greater than the supply. Oh, I wonder why. So there's all these crazy people, including for psychedelic treatments, end quote, says man, quote, our mission is to deliver immersive digital solutions that can scale, get this technology to the people that need it and help solve this issue in tandem with key health profession uh, providers, end quote. Okay. So that's where they're going with this, folks. They're about to set the stage, and I'll show you this on tomorrow's episode, this major increase. You didn't think this was for no reason, did you? This major increase they're showing in people now who identify with having mental illness because the goal is they're going to have all these mentally ill people that they are then going to convince to take psychedelic mushrooms, all right, or MDMA, while they strap on the VR headset and go into the metaverse, also called La La Land, where they're going to be able to manipulate people, mind control people. It's all coming, folks. This is MK Ultra Mind Control meets Matrix the movie. And as we get into the next episode, I am going to show you the Silicon Valley guys behind it. This is coming at us from every direction, through the government, through the universities, through the private sector, through where World Economic Forum, through state governments, through global governments. It's all there, folks. It's all coming at you. This is the reality we face. You don't need to get high and put on a virtual reality headset to understand this and to see it's coming. They want to drive us all into the sanctuary. They want to drive us all into the matrix loading room. They want to mind blast you and then erase memories, implant memories, mind control, ladies and gentlemen. This is how you control the world's population welcome to the metaverse an extension of operation paperclip and mk ultra mind control it is alive and well ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold the matrix is a computer generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being war 
listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold.